What is going on, Eagles Nation? Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, available on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day, it's Lou DiBiase hanging out with you. Today is June 28th. Welcome back. Today is Thursday on the Locked On Eagles podcast. We took a day off yesterday, a little breathing room. It is the dead period, so we're probably going to record around four or five times a week. So this is episode four of the week. And what we're going to be talking about today on the show is Jay Ajayi hiring Drew Rosenhaus as the new agent for Ajayi in lieu of his contract season coming up in 2018. So we're going to get into that on today's edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. So what what I've seen so far on Twitter since the news that Jay Ajayi has signed Drew Rosenhaus, who is a famous sports agent, that has represented the likes of, you know, Terrell Owens, I think is the big one. That's what everyone in Philadelphia remembers him as, is throughout the whole Terrell Owens distraction and the drama in 2004-2005 when T.O. wanted a new deal, you know, doing the sit-ups in the driveway, people remember Drew Rosenhaus. They remember that face, they remember the name, and what they pair with it now is he is a distraction, he is dramatic, he is emotional, he is egotistical, I guess. He's all for the player, which, I mean, I don't, I mean, that's what an agent should be, but basically he's no good. He's he's bad news if you have to deal with Drew Rosenhaus. That's the perception around Eagles fans, and that's what I've seen so far with the reaction to Ajayi signing Rosenhaus today. So I looked on Twitter after it showed a picture of Ajayi working out and he was shaking Rosenhaus's hand, and the tweets I've seen is, you know, so long, Ajayi, thanks for helping, you know, get our first ring, so on and so forth. Basically saying that it's a foregone conclusion now that Jay Ajayi will be gone after the 2018 season. And, you know, first off, I'm not surprised that Ajayi signed Rosenhaus. Rosenhaus is one of the top agents for the NFL. You know, he carries a lot of top-notch clients for a long time. He's carried some big ones even in Philadelphia, not just Terrell Owens, but LaShawn McCoy and Deshaun Jackson, and if I'm not mistaken, I feel like Michael Vick might have been, don't quote me on this, but I think Michael Vick might have been represented by Drew Rosenhaus, not 100% sure on that, but he has hired some big names throughout the Eagles' history as well, and look, it's I, I get hiring a big agent for Ajayi, it's what could be his really only chance the NFL to quote-unquote cash in, and I put more emphasis on those air quotes because he is a running back, and cashing in as a running back, you know, how much weight does that really carry anymore? It would make sense that he wants a top agent, a big personality like Rosenhaus who has gotten a lot of players, big contracts, he got LaShawn McCoy a pretty extensive deal not only once, but twice because of the Buffalo Bills contract he got right when he was traded. Remember, when the Eagles traded LaShawn McCoy to the Buffalo Bills for Kiko Alonso, McCoy at first it was, you know, he's not happy about the trade because, look, LaShawn McCoy grew up his entire life playing football in the state of Pennsylvania. He went to, he, he grew up in Pennsylvania, then he went to college at Pittsburgh, so he played running back at Pitt University, then of course he's drafted by the Eagles and he ends up playing his first six seasons there and becomes the all-time leading rusher in Philadelphia, a guy that's probably going to end up getting his number retired or, you know, be in the Wall of Fame, Eagles Hall of Fame, probably is going to make the Pro Football Hall of Fame, so, you know, he had a 
extensive career in Philadelphia, so he was not happy about getting traded to the Buffalo Bills. And I'm sure a lot of that had to do with just the Buffalo Bills are not a, it's not a flashy city. Trust me, I'm from Buffalo. I live in Buffalo. It's not a destination that a lot of people want to go to. You know, it's not, you know, Marshawn Lynch, when he got drafted here, thought that he was going to New York City, and he comes in and he sees a frozen tundra that looks like Antarctica, and he's like, what's this? You know, the the Bills do not bring in a lot of top-name free agents, and they also, not only does it have to do with the city being a little bit smaller, although it's not it's not one of the, it's not a smaller market than Green Bay, it's a bigger market than that, it's a, it's a medium-sized market, smaller, you know, small to average, more close to small than large, but it's also that the Bills hadn't made the playoffs in 17 straight years, so McCoy was not happy about that and the Bills gave him a pretty nice contract extension to make it worth his while to come play for the Bills and he's making right now he is I believe the third highest paid running back right now yeah outside of Le'Veon Bell who makes 14 million off the franchise tag Devonta Foreman makes 8.2 million dollars per year on average for the Atlanta Falcons and then there's LaShawn McCoy who makes 8 million so Drew Rosenhaus got McCoy paid and although J.J. he to me is not near the type of talent that LaShawn McCoy is, even still. You know, McCoy being in his 30s and J.J. only being 25, LaShawn McCoy still, you know, uh, what, I don't know what the difference is, but, you know, I don't think there's an extensive drop-off from what McCoy's production was in Philly to what the, you know, the Eagles, you know, running back stable was last year, but just comparing Ajayi to McCoy, there's still a significant gap between them. So Ajayi's not going to get that kind of contract from, you know, a Rosenhaus signed deal with the Eagles. But he, you know, signing an agent like Rosenhaus gives him a good shot to get some extra money, maybe on the guaranteed side or whatever. I, I don't blame him for this at all. I, I think that he has to make the right move for himself, and especially for a position that just is not prioritized when it comes to... It's not... I'm not going to say for not prioritized because when you look in the drafts, everyone's gunning for young running backs, but it's not something that teams spend big big money on. And well, let's go back to Rosenhaus here. Rosenhaus has ties with the Eagles. And this is why I think maybe people are exaggerating the situation and the minute they hear his name, they're like, oh, God, we're not keeping Jay Jai now. Rosenhaus is going to... He's going to let him go cash in somewhere and he's just going to... You know, he's going to take the best deal available, and the Eagles just have no shot because it's, it's pulling teeth negotiating with Rosenhaus. And it's it's all because of, really, the T.O. situation. That, again, he's lo- he's prone to lead dramatic public distraction-type contract negotiations. But when you actually look outside of T.O., you can see he really isn't anything to be concerned about if you want a Jai to re-sign in Philadelphia like I do on a hopefully on a team-friendly deal. I'm a big fan of J.J. He's only 25 years old. He was very productive for the Eagles, and we had on uh, Graham Barfield, the fantasyguru.com, two days ago, so you can check that out, of course, LockedOnEagles.com, Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, basically anywhere you can find your podcast, you can find us, and we did a fantasy preview, and Graham Barfield really likes J.J. this year, and I think he is a niche this year in the in the backfield with Noah Garrett Blunt. You know, Clement and Sproles are going to get a lot of the passing downs, and although I think Clement is a better running type running back than people give him credit for now, which is strange and almost reversed, because last offseason... Corey Clement coming out of Wisconsin was someone that seemed very one-dimensional in he could only really run the football between the tackles. He wasn't explosive, he wasn't a great pass catcher, and now it's he's basically Darren Sproles 2.0 is kind of the perception. So Ajayi's the bigger running back, he's going to get most of the red zone work. 
do Staley and Doug Peterson like what they've seen through from him throughout the spring. So, yeah, I, I want him back. If I can get him back on a, a team-friendly deal, I, w- I would like Ajayi and Clement to be the future at running back. I don't know if that's exactly what's going to happen, considering the Eagles don't really spend big money on running back anymore, and they haven't since probably the last time McCoy got a new deal. I mean, unless you count DeMarco Murray with Chip Kelly, but even that one, you know, you combine DeMarco's contract, Ryan Matthews, and Sproles, and it was a roughly around the same as a LaShawn McCoy contract extension. So, you know, I I'm, I want Jay Ajayi, but I don't th- I'm not concerned about Rosenhaus being his new agent at all. I'm just not. Rosenhaus was the agent for both Deshaun Jackson and LaShawn McCoy. And, you know, Deshaun, he did have that small little part in 2011 where he became frustrated with his contract contract situation. Excuse me. You know, the Seattle game, he was benched. You saw some pouting on the sidelines. But to me, that didn't have a lot to do with Rosenhaus. I feel like, too, that, that was the dream team year, remember, where just the Eagles, nothing was clicking for them. And Michael Vick went down at that point, so Vince Young was starting games. I can't believe I mentioned that name on the podcast. Ugh, it still stings hearing him. I can hear him say dream team in my head. I still have nightmares about it. But it's okay because we won the Super Bowl in 2017. Boom, there's your Super Bowl drop for the pod. And, uh, you know, he became frustrated, Deshaun did, for a few weeks there. But he ultimately got a new deal. And the Eagles really never had any more issues with Jackson in contract disputes. Even let's go to when Chip Kelly ended up cutting Deshaun. He wasn't even represented by Rosenhaus anymore. Jackson was cut because Elliot Shore Parks wrote that article about Deshaun possibly having gang, gang ties, which I'm very suspicious that Chip Kelly released some of that info. Or someone in the Eagles organization told Elliot Shore Parks that he tipped, someone tipped him off about that story. And I think it was a non-story, but it, it didn't have anything really to do with money. So... We just look at the most recent big personalities in Philadelphia that Rosenhaus represented, and there really were no issues when it comes to contract negotiations. I just I don't think you should be that concerned about this. Chip Kelly, let's go to Chip Kelly, right? Before we get into all the uh, the recent history with Rosenhaus and the Eagles, Chip Kelly, when he was the GM, an extremely big personality, you all know that. This is what he said about Drew Rosenhaus and dealing with him with contract negotiations. Quote, I think Drew has been very professional, very detailed. I think he gets a bad rap, to be honest with you, in my dealings with him. I think he's been above board, straight ahead, detail-oriented, very organized, and you know exactly where you stand. I think anybody will tell you that when you deal with Drew, you know exactly where you stand. I wish more people acted like that, to be honest with you. So, a guy like Chip Kelly, who I would say... I don't know if he doesn't get along with a lot of people, but let's just say he gets along with his people. He's very clicky, and he's very about himself and about his culture and what he wants. He's big-headed, let's say, just like Drew Rosenhaus is. They never even really butted heads that much when Chip Kelly was head of the Eagles' personnel department for that one 2015 season he was. So Chip Kelly, a guy that, you know, had power struggles with Howie Roseman. Some A lot of players apparently had issues with him. He's not in the NFL anymore. This guy that apparently wasn't really an emotionally intelligent person in the NFL, he had no issues with probably the biggest personality when it comes to agents in sports, when it comes to a sports agency and Drew Rosenhaus. So I'm just trying to make people feel better. The pro Jay guys here that would like a Jay to come back on a contract extension after the 2018 season. 
I'm just trying to ease your mind about the 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 signing today of Ajayi bringing in Drew Rosenhaus because, again, even for me, before I looked into all this today and even before when he was represented by a lot of the Eagles players, Evan Mathis, just there was a lot of times where his name came up and I did some looking into you know, what he is as an agent and just looking into his situation and it made me feel better because before, when you first just threw out the name Drew Rosenhaus, when I saw he commented on something and on ESPN or NFL Network, I'm like, oh God, this guy, you know, just what a pain, you know, to have to deal with. And when someone would be up for a contract extension, you would see that Rosenhaus represented that player. You're like, God, this is just like, like I said, it's going to be like pulling teeth. And I'm just trying to say for you, I think it's going to be a non-factor in an Ajayi contract extension next year. You know, even uh, let's go to LaShawn McCoy again when, when Rosenhaus represented McCoy. Chip alluded to nothing that had to do with Rosenhaus as to why McCoy got traded. So when Deshaun Jackson got cut, had nothing to do with Rosenhaus. He wasn't even representing Deshaun anymore. And then when McCoy got traded, Chip really alluded more towards McCoy's high salary cap hit. He was one of the highest paid running backs in the league, and Chip Kelly didn't feel like he needed a running back that gets paid that much. So he ended up trading him for Kiko Alonso, who was on his rookie contract, a linebacker he thought could help improve the defense. And let's be honest with you, he wanted to get a more downhill runner. And if you don't buy that, then you're crazy. You know, that's why he brought in Ryan Matthews. It's why he wanted Frank Gore, Eagles legend Frank Gore. And it's it's why he brought in DeMarco Murray, the guys that make one cut and go instead of LaShawn McCoy, who it's spectacular when he makes five different guys miss and makes cuts up the field. But then there were also times, especially in that 2014 season, I remember back to, I think it was the game against... San Diego, I want to say, or maybe not San Diego, I believe it was the Rams, yeah, it was the Rams game uh, in Philadelphia where McCoy was running to his left side on a zone run, you know, the, the pocket was moving with him up, the, the offensive line was moving up the field, McCoy makes one cut up the middle a little bit, makes another cut wide to the right side, he makes probably like five or six different cuts and he ends up losing like 10, 13 yards. I forget how big of a play, a loss on down that it was, but there were plays like that that I feel like really did, you know, bug Chip Kelly. But again, none of it was. McCoy wants a new deal. McCoy's not happy. Rosenhaus is sending, you know, comments through the media about the situation, bashing the Eagles. You've just, outside of the TO situation, you've never seen bad blood between the organization and Andrew Rosenhaus. Let's go to Evan Mathis. That that was a, that was a tricky situation with Chip Kelly. I don't know if you remember, but Evan Mathis ended up holding out and he ended up leaving the Eagles because he wanted a contract extension. And Howie Roseman and Rosenhaus apparently had worked out a deal before Ro- Roseman lost his power struggle to Chip Kelly. They had a deal and pr- uh, pretty much a. In principle, they had an outline set for uh, Evan Mathis' contract extension, and the Eagles didn't go out and draft any offensive linemen. They didn't go out and sign anybody, so Mathis assumed he'd be back. And then Chip Kelly said, I wasn't the GM when we made that offer, so I'm not abiding by that. I'm going to... I'm not going to offer this deal to Evan Mathis. I don't want it. I think Evan Mathis is an older player. I don't think he's worth the money you're offering. And you can't blame Rosenhaus for standing his ground either. He wanted to get his 
player the best deal that he could for his age, get one last contract extension. And Mathis ended up not playing for the Eagles that year. And I think he went, ended up going to Denver. Right. And it just, you know, it didn't, it didn't work out. So I just, I don't see it. I'm not, I'm not concerned about it at all. And here is the main point that to definitely ease your mind about this, the, the Jay Ajayi clan here, which I think I'm a part of, I'm a big fan of Ajayi. When they made that deal for him last year for that fourth round pick, I was ecstatic. That was, I, I you know, you, you remember the Super Bowl chants um, from some of Eagles media members. I think it was John Barchard of Bleeding Green Nation, and you know the hype for the J Train was at an all time high when we brought him in. And I'm still extremely excited for what he's going to do in 2018. Let's let's look at the current situation with Rosenhaus and the Eagles. Who he and Roseman apparently have a good relationship from what I'm reading. If you look at who he represents right now, he does represent a good amount of Eagles. According to Zach Berman of the Philadelphia Inquirer, Rosenhaus now represents Jay Ajayi, Nigel Bradham, Tim Jernigan, Derek Barnett, Jalen Mills, and Matt Jones. So he, one, two, three, four, five, six guys Rosenhaus represents for the Philadelphia Eagles. And two of them, in Jernigan and Bradham, just got big deals. Well, not I wouldn't say big a big deal for Bradham, but both got contract extensions from the Eagles in 2017. And let's just look to the Nigel Bradham contract to ease your mind about, oh, God, we're going to have to pay Jay Ajayi $8 million if we want him. He's going to go cash in somewhere next year, and we're going to lose him. Let, let's just look at the Bradham contract. Nigel Bradham currently, and let's remember, we all thought Nigel Bradham was out the door. He, we weren't going to be able to keep him. There's too many guys to sign next offseason. You know, you have Michael Kendricks on this big contract. You still have Jordan Hicks. It just didn't, you know, how are you going to find the money to pay Nigel Bradham, you know, 7 to $8 million? Because a lot of people looked at the Michael Kendricks deal, and they're like, well, Brad, and this is what I did, honestly. Bradham would, is going to point to the Kendricks deal, and he's going to say, I want more than that. I'm a better player than Michael Kendricks. I'm a little bit older, but I'm more talented. I've proven it. When Jordan Hicks went down this year, I took over the defense at the middle. He was the backbone, like Jim Schwartz said, of the defense, right? He ends up making, currently right now on the salary cap, $2 million. That's his cap hit right now. That's less than Chris Maragos. That's less than Chance Warmack. And fellow linebacker, who is still on a rookie contract, Jordan Hicks. So... Bradham, there's incentives to his deal. There's some guaranteed money. I think he had a signing bonus. Howie Roseman likes to give those out because they don't count against the salary cap. I'm not 100% sure with all of Nigel Bradham's, the details of his contract. And if you want more on the Eagles salary cap situation, we're going to have the head of SpotTrack.com coming in, calling into the show next week. We're going to get a whole preview of the Eagles salary cap situation because I think that's an interesting topic we can talk about considering a lot of players do get new deals during the summer and throughout the season. You know, Alshon Jeffrey got his contract extension last year uh, before the playoffs. So, but Nigel Bradham right now, Rosenhaus is his representative, his agent. Nigel Bradham is making $2 million right now on the salary cap. So Nigel Bradham wanted to play for the Eagles. He did not want to leave this organization. And ultimately, the player makes the call. So Rosenhaus is going to try to get the best deal for his player. But ultimately, it's not it's not up to him. So if a, if Ajay expresses the same interest that Nigel Bradham did, the Eagles don't have anything to worry about. The agent is not that big of a factor in this. Tim Jernigan, another representative, or another 
uh, part of the Rosenhaus Sports Agency, makes $5 million, but after his injury, the contract was reworked so the Eagles can free up a lot of money by parting with him next year if Jernigan can't stay healthy. He got injured outside of Eagles facilities. You know, it was a non-football-related injury. And the Eagles, who gave Jernigan a new extension this year, basically now can rid their hands of that deal if they want to next year. So just don't worry about it, guys. I think Drew Rosenhaus is going to be – we're going to be fine. If it, Roseman has a good relationship with him, and I just – I'm surprised I'm, – I'm not surprised, but the reaction, I think, on Twitter – of this news, I think is a little bit overblown. And let's let's go to Jay Ajayi now. Let's just look at the Jay Ajayi situation and when he hits the open market next year. It's not like he's a wide receiver, a quarterback, or a cornerback where the market for those guys when they hit free agency is extremely inflated. You know, I look at players like Robert Woods a couple years ago, Kenny Stills. There's a lot of players that get big contracts undeservedly so. I mean, Sammy Watkins is the fourth highest paid receiver in football right now, and why is that? It's because he hit unrestricted free agency, and people get overpaid in free agency. But nobody really, no team really wants to offer guaranteed money and term to running backs, you know? No one's running around throwing $10 million at a running back for five years. You just you don't see those contracts anymore when you can go out in the draft and pick up an Alvin Kamara in the third or fourth round, or a David Johnson, right, or a Jordan Howard, or Corey Clement undrafted. You know, it's, it's just that no one hands out those deals. And when we look at Jay Ajayi, no one's going to hand him a long-term big-money contract with the knee issues he's had, even though he's only 25. And you look at it, too. The Eagles add, you know, you add the committee approach. That's another part that's going to kind of withhold Ajayi from really even blowing up this year. I can see him having 1,000 yards, maybe 1,000 to 1,200 yards this year. But that's really it to me because Corey Clement's going to have an extensive role, and I feel like Darren Sproles will as well. I think Ajayi is going to have a really nice year, and it's going to get him a pretty decent contract, but he's not getting 8 to $12 million. Only three running backs make more than $8 million. It's Le'Veon Bell on the franchise tag, and even even Bell is struggling to get a new deal with the Steelers. He can't get a long-term deal done, because the Steelers don't even want to invest long-term money in Le'Veon Bell, who, according to NFL Top 100, is the fifth best player in football. So that just shows you where the running back market is right now. And then Devonta Freeman is the second highest paid running back with around $8.2 million per year annually, and then LaShawn McCoy's right around that age, that, that range as well. And I could say, honestly, the Bills probably want to get out of that contract soon for LaShawn McCoy. So you're not getting some giant contract from J.H.I. in the offseason. It's just it's not happening. It's why I'm pretty confident I feel like the Eagles are going to be able to retain him next year if they want to do that. Maybe they just choose not to keep him next year, you know, after a... You know, if, if he gets, maybe they don't even want to pay him Carlos Hyde money, around $5 million, $6 million. Maybe they don't even think, even think that's worth it. If they are so cap-stricken next year, where they, remember, they got to sign a lot of guys, they might just choose to let Ajayi walk altogether. But I think if the Eagles want to, they're going to be able to get a pretty team-friendly deal with Ajayi, despite who his agent is. And I think with Rosenhaus, it's, it's, it's fine. Carlos Hyde, he signed a $5 million contract. Guys like Leonard Fournette, Ezekiel Elliott, who were top five picks, they make around six and a half. I think Ajayi's somewhere around there. 
And is Ajayi going to turn down $5.5 million from the Eagles for maybe $7 million to go play with the New York Jets, a bad team like the Jets? Nigel Bradham didn't want to do that. I guarantee you Nigel Bradham could have went out in the open market and he could have got a lot better of a deal than what he did with the Eagles. And he chose to stay. A Drew Rosenhaus player. So, don't don't sweat it, Eagles fans, with JJ. But if you if you you know if you're uh, not hearing the news, Drew Rosenhaus now is JJ's new agent that was broken today. So that's the big news from the Eagles news cycle for the day. And that will do it for today's edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, available as always in the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team. Every day, my name is Louis DiBiase. Thank you so much for joining me on another edition. Today is June 28th. This has been the Thursday episode of the Locked On Eagles podcast. We wrap up the week tomorrow. We're going to talk about Carson Wentz finishing third in the NFL Top 100. Was it too high? Was it too low? What is the basis for this list? We're going to just discuss the Top 100, which maybe is the is the problem. It's why they keep doing it because we're going to discuss it, but we're going to get into that tomorrow. Please subscribe to the podcast, Apple podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, tune in radio, lockdowneagles.com. I post all of our episodes and all my written pieces. I would really appreciate if you guys go to the website, leave me reviews, comments, I love the feedback on Twitter. Thanks to everyone that's really enjoyed the show that has just told me on Twitter, look, I, I, I like what you're doing, Louie, or, hey, you can fix this in the show. Can you talk about this? I love it. Honestly, it's a, I do this every episode, but it's just I appreciate it so much when you guys uh, come to me and are actually listening to me and say, I like the point you made on this part. So please continue to interact with the show. If you want to hit me up on Twitter, it's at DiBiaseLOE, or you can email the podcast at Podcast at gmail.com. So that's going to do it for me today. I hope you guys tune in tomorrow and listen. And if you missed any of our recent pods, they're all up on LockdownEagles.com and podcast apps. Thank you. We'll see you tomorrow. And let's go, Birds. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A-T-L-E-A.